Hello, everyone. This is Karin Takar, and welcome to the Zenergy podcast. Over the past decade, India has done an impressive job of integrating renewable energy into its energy mix. For this Fulbright podcast series, I sought to investigate the enabling factors and potential of India's global leadership in renewable energy with the focus on solar. This Fulbright series is broken down into four seasons. In this season, through conversations with 10 leading social entrepreneurs and development experts, we will illustrate how renewable energy in India has taken off at the rural level. Not only will the series provide insight into their fascinating entrepreneurial journey, but also how they've been able to overcome the financing, consumer awareness, and distribution challenges associated with rural solar energy deployment at a large scale. In this episode, I will be speaking with Anjali Garg, who manages the IFC's Lighting Asia India program. This IFC program, through helping portfolio companies scale their operations, has been a key enabler of the rural energy access ecosystem in India. Anjali has spearheaded these efforts and has also been instrumental in enabling this interview series to happen. I'd like to give a special thanks to Anjali for all of her support during this process. And I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed speaking with Anjali. Thank you. So can you briefly tell us about where you grew up, your early educational passions, and ultimately what led you to working in the energy space and in this role with the IFC? I was born and brought up in Delhi. And I completed my education in economics from the Delhi University in 2001. I actually grew up in a multicultural environment as my parents come from two very distinct states of India, Haryana and Tamil Nadu, so poles apart. I was always very, very passionate about the development sector, even as I was growing up as a child. But the entry into the energy sector was not planned at all. So I was selected for a summer internship uh, by Terry during my master's program at the Delhi University. And I ended up enjoying my two months there so much. I was doing econometric models to forecast electricity demand in India, which was so new for me. Uh, but it was so much fun, and I enjoyed that stint that I ended up actually accepting the final job placement offer as well I from see. Terry. And I started working with Terry from 2001. It was after almost uh, more than eight years in Terry, and this is a place where I learned the ABC of the energy sector. All that I know about the sector, the, the background and the uh, base work was set up in Terry. I then moved to the World Bank Group in 2009. And in 2011, I shifted gears to focus on the private sector and I joined the International Finance Corporation, which is also a part of the World Bank Group. So now I have uh, 19 years of experience in the energy sector. On rural access, you know, I did not do a lot of work on rural energy access. While I was in Terry, it all started mostly in 2009 when I joined the World Bank. It was only in 2013 when I was tasked to manage IFC Lighting Asia initiative that I actually became so passionate about it. IFC's Lighting Asia India program works with the private sector and the objective is to build sustainable markets for affordable modern off-grid lighting solutions and also efficient appliances for India's unelectrified and under-electrified rural communities. The program currently is operational in five states across India, which include Bihar, Uttar Pradesh, Rajasthan, Odisha, and Assam. 
So that's what my initial story is on how I ended up working in the energy sector and in the energy sector. Could you talk a little bit about how this market has developed over the time you've been involved in it? Sure. So I've been involved in this market since 2012. That's when we launched IFC's Light Initia India program. Mm -hmm. That was actually the time when 400 million people in India still relied on kerosene for basic life. And that was an official census of India uh, numbers. India at that time had the largest population on the planet without electricity access. So it became the most and the biggest challenge that the country was facing. And that's why IFC introduced uh, the Lighting Asia India program to work in this sector and to ensure that more and more people get access to quality modern off-grid lighting solutions. So the first four years, Mm -hmm. say from 2012 to 2016, because as I said, the problem statement was so huge. There were 400 million people still living uh, and relying on kerosene. Mm -hmm. The biggest focus for us was to introduce quality solar products into Indian rural markets, focus on removing the market energy barriers, which included, uh, you know, lack of distribution channels, lack of consumer awareness, lack of financing. Mm-hmm. Also to provide the right market intelligence to the private sector companies who were trying to enter this market because they need to know where to go, what products to take, how to go into these uh, markets mm-hmm. and what to focus on. So 2016 onward, it's a very different market in India. You went in, in after the Sabhagya scheme mm-hmm. was announced a couple of years ago and with the private sector innovating so much on product, the, the face of the uh, market has really changed. And so has our program. So IFC, Lighting Asia India, therefore we, you know, in the last couple of years shifted our focus to continue to work with the private sector and to, you know, reach, reach these markets where energy access continues to be a problem, mm-hmm. but also to provide solutions to meet the increasing demand that we are seeing for larger systems uh, and to also enable consumers to then move up the energy ladder, introduce productive use appliances like solar powered refrigerators, okay. introduce appliances like solar power TV, mm-hmm. explore new payment solutions, look at digital payment solutions and also domestic manufacturing of quality products. So that is how the market has moved from where there was, you know, just a basic solar lantern, which was in much demand with 400 million people still lacking access mm-hmm. to a point where you have solar power television, fans, refrigerators, mills, uh, you're exploring digital payment solutions like Pago. There's also now products being manufactured in India which are of global quality. So it, 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 it's, been, it's been a transition. It has been a transformation that we have seen in the last eight to 10 years which has happened in the sector. You did touch upon this, that one of the key challenges in terms of helping companies reach the rural areas is building consumer awareness for their products. And I know that your team ran a very interesting and effective consumer awareness campaign called the Surrey Yode campaign. Can you talk a little bit about this and like some of the key learnings from this experience? So the genesis and the reason that we do consumer awareness is when you look at, as I said, the market barriers. One of the key market barriers is that even if you have the right product, even if you have the right market that you want to go to, even if you have the financing linkages in place, mm-hmm. uh, you have the last mile distribution costs. Consumers will still not buy the product if they don't know about it. If they cannot uh, differentiate between a good and a poor quality product, they will still end up buying 
lower price poor quality products so when we started in 2012 uh, we realized that more than you know not being aware of quality products consumers did not even trust solar as a technology for household so they saw solar as something which was installed uh, in their villages to provide one light outside the panchayat house mm-hmm. or you know to to light up the street but they did not realize that they had a take good access quality solar product that could really change their life uh the reason was that the market was uh full of poor quality and counterfeit products of standalone solar solution like solar lantern mm-hmm. this product had made it to the market which essentially meant that a handful of consumers who bought these products uh and were not able to differentiate between as i said a good and a poor quality product mm-hmm. and if these products did not work because they were of poor quality it meant that they were wasting their limited disposable cash what uh, happens after that is that these bad experiences spread so rapidly by word of mouth mm-hmm. that it con- it it undermines consumer confidence in the solar solution and then obviously leads to market spoilage because if one household in a village has a bad experience that means that the entire village will never buy that product mm-hmm. this is exactly where you know when when the world bank group started its focus program on energy access starting with lighting africa and then we went and created a lighting global program which is a program that actually maintains quality standard which set a baseline level of quality durability and truth in advertising all aim to protect consumer and therefore meeting the standard becomes a requirement for participation in ifc's country program and lighting asia india is one of those country program where we only work with products and company whose product pass through the quality framework so that's the genesis of you know raising awareness about quality products so that we ensure that consumers when they go into the market or when they are buying the product can ask the right question and can then make the right decision for themselves on to your question on the learning mm-hmm. i think we've had we've had lots of learning because it's been a long journey for us and the camp is the most visible part of our program most of the other activities are usually behind the doors where we are actually developing the market and the ecosystem and then we go into the market with the campaign so one of the most important learning for us uh, and which i think is now also a prerequisite for any successful campaign is to ensure that last mile distribution is in place and is active in the areas that you take the campaign to because otherwise you are doing the campaign you've done everything else but the product is not available for consumers uh, to buy and access then you know all your all your efforts go wasted mm-hmm. so it's very very important to have the channel in place i think the other learning have been to have a partnership approach so you know ever so we we always try and work and involve as many stakeholders as we can so we connect with local uh, ngos and mfi for greater effectiveness the other thing is to be uh, ready and be open for changes because any campaign that you're running on the ground is bound to you know face challenges mm-hmm. from simple things like change in route plan because the van couldn't enter the village or there was uh, something happening in the village for so the van couldn't go there mm-hmm. uh, and to change change where the van would go or the campaign would go that to that uh, in that on that particular day to to know larger issues like monsoon uh, like the weather changes and a sudden storm so all of these you have to be flexible and ready for such changes and also to be able to pilot and experiment with 
new ideas because what work say in an africa or a bangladesh uh, may or may not work in india and what work probably in an uttar pradesh may not work in an assam or a rajasthan mm-hmm. so you have to be open to piloting and experimenting new ideas and new things as per the geography that you are mm-hmm. going to as per the needs of the consumer and the market and to be able to then be flexible and to be able to change maybe a plan which is actually something that we are facing right now so we had because you know a campaign mm-hmm. because of covid we had a campaign that we were running and now we have to completely change the design and the structure of the campaign so that we still achieve the objective but it is delivered in a different mm-hmm. i see that makes a lot of sense can you give like a little um picture of what one campaign would look like sure so uh, the campaign actually the, the work on the planning of the campaign starts months ago many many months ago because again it is in partnership with all the private sector companies that we mm-hmm. work with we have to ensure that they have they either have presence there or they want to go into the into that particular geography so there is the route mapping and the route planning which is done the actual campaign is uh, multiple components that come together mm-hmm. typically there is a van uh, which showcases these products it may have a dark room inbuilt or you know we will set up a dark room so that people and consumers can actually feel and touch touch and feel the product mm-hmm. can actually pick it up and see how the light looks like when they when they use it mm-hmm. so it will have the product displayed it will have uh an audio audio visual movie which explains to them the benefits of solar uh and quality solar uh lighting solutions in in real in real situations where say a mechanic is using a product or or a small shopkeeper is using it or a child is using it to study it so that they can relate to it mm-hmm. then there are components this is a van which would go and stand in in a common area in a village we typically would work uh with the key opinion leader or the the women health workers of that village to ensure that consumers are aware that this campaign is going on and they come to the village mm-hmm. where the village location where the van is simultaneously we will you know identify a school and we'll identify classes of age they're going up to 10th and 11th and the people who are delivering this campaign on the ground for us are able to go and meet these children and tell them again about solar quality products and the benefits and how to identify the right product for their use mm-hmm. we also focus and we also do separate women group meetings so in the same day you will have the van in the village you will have a women group meetings you will have a school program in the nearby market you will have you know our our team there which is then increasing awareness and delivering the same message to retailers and to distributors mm-hmm. so there are multiple components uh, which go on simultaneously there is also an above the line component uh, which is in- ensuring that we are using the channels of uh, digital channels like television sometimes radio cable television we've experimented with whatsapp group in this case so we are trying to put together everything possible in a geography to reach the consumer with the message of quality solar that provided a lot of great clarity and just moving forward to another challenge that you mentioned um in terms of helping companies go into new areas so you said that you have to be very receptive to like something that works in one state may not work in another and when i was talking to ajeta 
Shaw of Frontier Markets. She mentioned how, so initially they're very focused on Rajasthan, and then after linking with the IFC team and working with you all for quite a bit of time, then you helped Frontier scale to new states. So I'm curious as to when you're helping a company such as Frontier or whoever um, enter a new area, how do you approach this process? One, like how do you know if a company's ready to expand? And then after giving the green light, what are some of the first steps from an executional standpoint? Thank that's a very, very interesting question and our we have a long history with Frontier Markets. Uh-huh. It was obviously the first company that we started working with, a distribution company that we started working with uh-huh. focused in Rajasthan. Uh, most of the other companies that we work with have presence across multiple states, but Frontier Markets, uh, you know, was focusing only on Rajasthan. Mm-hmm. And this has also been, you know, a personal area of focus for me in the program, which is, you know, the identification of opportunities where we can maintain gender-focused activities and business models. So as you would know, you know, the Frontier Market business model has developed over time mm-hmm. and they now work with Solar Saheli, which are which is a network of women entrepreneurs that they work with who sell the products and also offer after sales and service to the customers. So this was something that we, uh, you know, recognized very early on in the program uh, when we were looking at the distribution and the last mile challenge for operate energy mm-hmm. in India. We realized that why not use uh, or why not explore using uh, women as distributors mm-hmm. uh, because this could be a potential solution. They are, they are in any case, their customers, they have the best access to households. They understand, you know, the problems that households face and they're also trusted. So this is, this, this is how our work with Frontier Market Stay. started where we, you know, started helping them develop and scale up the network of solar cellies, mm-hmm. but focused only in Rajasthan because, you know, that's, that's where, uh, their main uh, mm-hmm. program was focused on. Mm-hmm. But what we saw very quickly was that, you know, the, the partnership was very, very fruitful. It led to an increase of sales in their frontier market by almost 30%. After saw that. After, yeah, that's an amazing mm-hmm. achievement. And it really opened up the market for solarizing products in the state. And we continued to work with frontier markets focused in Rajasthan in the first few years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, scaling up the network, doing consumer awareness, using the linkage, etc. We also worked then during, you know, that time to focus on their go-to-market strategy and the expansion strategy. Mm-hmm. And we realized and we all agreed that at some point it was important for frontier markets to expand into other parts of India because they had a very dependable and scalable business model mm-hmm. and so much understanding, in-depth understanding of rural distribution, the challenges and how to really develop this network. So when the timing, you know, and when we started talking about the phase two of our Lighting India program, we started in 2016, uh, we started exploring with frontier markets on their scale-up plans and as a joint team, we all realized that frontier was ready to enter into new uh, states and then go beyond Rajasthan. So the timing absolutely matched. Uh, by then, they really understood the nuances of rural distribution. They had a very strong team mm-hmm. in place, which could actually then take this forward because it's okay. important that you have uh, a well-established strong team mm-hmm. to be able to deliver this as you are expanding. So it was a very, very interesting time for us. We worked together on the strategy. We identified which states to go to uh, because we were entering 
we we were going into five states including rajasthan mm-hmm. and it was important that for for frontier markets not to spread itself too thin so we had to identify the states where you know it, it they could really expand where strong partnership could be formed uh, between frontier markets and ngos or mfis that they would work with to create that network mm-hmm. of solar saheli and then this product is uh, you know it, it then frontier market was actually able to launch this product it's the first made in india solar power torch that meets the lighting global quality standard that became the high point of the partnership because frontier market now also had a product of its own to take into these new states okay. and this product is now being sold in all of frontiers network and we're also exploring frontier venture into africa to ic lighting africa program with this product but i think all of this came together at the right time and it matched you know our our objective of introducing new products new into new geographies and frontiers plan for expansion and because we've been working with them for so long and this was already always on the agenda mm-hmm. i think it, it 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 just fell into place beautifully i see i see you know i want to take a moment to say that our work with dharma life and frontier market has taught us so much about gender mainstreaming in energy access mm-hmm. uh, we have piloted so many new things with them and these are models that the world is now looking uh, at and these you know as a as a team as an individual we come to understand that uh women are not only important customers and entrepreneurs but they are catalysts to the modern off-grid lighting revolution mm-hmm. and this won't work till companies start believing that it makes business sense to have women at the heart of their uh, operations thank you and um just moving i know we don't have too much time left so this will probably be my last question with regards to work related things so Dushar of David Yell Solar so he's very much into the productive use of appliances market in terms of trying to bring solar refrigerators to these rural communities which is a very new product and he was mentioning how because of how new of a product solar refrigerators are building awareness with the banks is also another key consideration that one must do and that process also involves like the same level of commitment in terms of building awareness with the banks often involves the same level of commitment with building awareness to a consumer and that the IFC team really helped in terms of establishing a few of these partnerships how did that happen yeah so again you know uh, as i said one of the market entry barriers or scale up barriers is financing Mm-hmm. and while for smaller product microfinance institutions play a very very important and critical role you know to to enable rural consumers access some of these products for the larger uh, productive use appliances like what david al solar has which has a solar refrigerator uh-huh. it's important to reach out to rural banks and to banks which have presence in rural areas and mm-hmm. With David Al Solar, we were able to facilitate some partnership. We were able to introduce them uh, to some banks, which also wanted to expand their rural footprint, and they wanted to, you know, uh, work in these areas. One of the key things that we do for any any state, any geography that we go to, is to map the entire ecosystem. We map the relevant institutions in the state, especially the financing institutions, the banks, and the microfinance institutions. Mm-hmm. And then we do go and meet them, and we focus on increasing. or enhancing their knowledge and awareness about quality solar products we tell them you know how important it is for these products to reach their customers be it simple solar lighting solutions or productive use appliances which 
can actually help customers you know get a get a reliable source of income so uh, it is it is a part it is a key part of our program to build that linkage and to create that awareness and that is what uh, we've been able to do for the solar refrigerator and other products quality products uh, that tv dayal has and we help them develop some of these partnerships and we hope that these partnerships really take off and therefore get excited you know in the next phase of our campaign yeah, it seems like there's a is, much potential yes 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 so, so it's it's important it's important because the, the product and product information is not core to financing institutions business it is important for them for us to actually reach out to them and tell them that these products are available and they are tested and they come with very very reliable after sales and service uh, mm-hmm. plan and framework so that they so they're able to trust the technology in the product and the you bank. know then they're able to offer it to their customers just lastly so you've been with the IFC Lighting Asia India team for the last 8 years now just reflecting back on your work and like back then to where you are now did you just see it culminating like this and like what have been some of the more personally rewarding like fulfilling aspects of your professional journey i think every part of my journey whether it was with terry and then the world bank and then ifc has uh, had an impact on me as a professional and uh, on a personal level mm-hmm. but honestly uh, the last eight years that I focus mostly on a lot on rural energy access have been the most enriching and satisfying experience of my professional life i think i I've, i've also gained a lot more insight on you know what my country is all about because i've traveled so much mm-hmm. to rural areas i have you know sat in rural households and i've had my meals and i've had my tea with them and it's 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 been a been an amazing amazing mm-hmm. journey and to know that you know at some point there is a little bit of contribution that you have had again as an individual in their life and it it it's very very satisfying so i think on a personal and professional side i think this has truly been the most satisfying part of my 19 years in this sector but as i said every every organization that i have worked with and every sector that i have worked when in has has had a different sort of an impact on me terry i as i said i learned the basics of the energy sector then the world bank i started working on rural energy and understanding the nuances and then i see i worked across energy access and electricity transactions and mainstream infrastructure mm-hmm. so it's been it's been a very very complete and uh, satisfying journey i think as far as so that that's on my personal side i think as far as india is concerned on energy access i think we've been leading the market globally mm-hmm. you know in recent years the amount of work which has happened in india hasn't happened anywhere else from solar lanterns to solar powered mills and refrigerators providing income generating opportunities to rural communities i think we have come a very long way and i think the interesting part is that everybody has played a role i mean there are a number of organizations who who played such a key role here from the government of india through the sabhagya scheme Uh, the private sector companies that we just spoke about through the product innovation through business model innovation mm-hmm. the rural banks mfis ngos even the smallest retailer in a local market by ensuring that you know consumers have access to solar uh, and the bilateral multilateral agencies by supporting the overall ecosystem development i think we would not have been here as a country if it wasn't mm-hmm. for all of them 
coming together. And truly, I think off-grid solutions can transform rural economies. And I hope that happens because that's also the need of GR, where we want to see productive applications in, in across all sectors, be it agriculture, be it health, be it small and medium enterprises. I think we need to see a lot more uh, to happen, and I think it will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see product innovation, financing innovation, and I'm also hoping a lot more domestic manufacturing, quality products in the future to happen. So I think I think there is so much to look forward to in this sector, and I'll I'll you know I'm very excited about it. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate Thank this. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And do check out the show notes for more information on my guest. See you next time.